stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. It is the 211th episode of the Brave Maker Podcast. My name is Tony Gapastone. My pronouns are he, him, his. I'm a Caucasian guy. I am wearing yellow glasses. I have brown hair. I have a white t-shirt that says somebody anywhere everywhere, which I always refer to as my everywhere, everything all at once shirt. It's white and black and the words Brave Maker are in pink in the back. And we do that so that we could be inclusive uh, to all listeners and viewers. And I'm grateful to be with y'all today for 211. And guess what? It's just me. <laughs> no, uh, nobody is joining me today. But that's fine because I have some stuff to talk about I right now. And why is nobody joining me, by the way? Because um, sometimes it's hard to get some guests. Sometimes we have like five guests that are all ready to go and then they get jobs and they have to move on or they don't respond to the email. So it's all good. I was like, I haven't done a solo episode and I don't know how long. So I told Amy Cohen, our producer, who is on live right now, that it's just going to be me. And I've got some stuff to chat about right now, especially because I have a huge hangover like a big hangover, not because of alcohol. I drink margaritas, uh, so don't get too excited. Um, but because we just shot a short film last night with our Brave Maker Academy, and it was so awesome and so inspiring and exhilarating. If you don't know what the Brave Maker Academy is, it is a, it's an acting school that we created here at Brave Maker to train actors, to teach actors about making movies and it's really kind of neat because it's become more than just an acting school now it's sort of become a film school we had 15 students even maybe more high school and college age that were on the set yesterday to help out make this film called the eulogies which i wrote and that's kind of been the the moniker of brave maker academy is i I'm only doing this four times a year, by the way. So, you know, people say, you're doing a lot. Like, I am doing a lot, maybe too much, but I really can only do this thing four times a year. And it's six weeks each time because we or I write the scripts original for all of the actors who sign up. And I do it because I benefit from it. I, I learn a lot about writing, about character development. And then I get to direct the actors too. But the cool thing is actually last session, we had a director, Christine Weatherup, come up from LA and she's coming back again for our December session, which I'm very excited about. And we just started this basically director training school or director shadowing program. So Karaya Garcia is a brave maker that I actually met on the street in 2022 when I was passing out flyers for the film fest and she wants to direct and she was in film school and she's not anymore and so like this is a great opportunity because i want to grow the pool of directors that we have i don't want to be directing all of these projects i want to see more people and i want to support and i want to find ways to elevate those voices that need to be heard so it's it's really really cool so if you're an actor in the bay area check out brave maker academy uh, we do have registrations for our February and March sessions as well as our April and May sessions. And that said, before I get into my topic of the day, which is how to be a good collaborator, or maybe another way to say it is how to book gigs outside of being talented. 
the um maker academy is expanding which is very very exciting to offer scene study and acting technique classes here in the redwood city studio and that's going to be starting with our new director our new coach acting coach nick misla who is no stranger to the brave maker community he is a film filmmaker who had his film loves labors lost selected for the 2022 film festival so he is now in the bay area after doing stints in la new york and england and uh, he's going to be teaching a really cool course starting on tuesday tuesday tuesdays in november and then that's going to become a regular thing every single month and there's about i think he's looking to do 15 students because it is not a filming course it is an acting course so the actors who sign up will learn character development and acting technique and then this is going to be basically a prerequisite for our acting academy filmmaking classes that we do the short films in so if you're new to brave maker check all this stuff out bravemaker.com academy and if you want a three-week intensive nick is kind of doing a little teaser experience it's 400 and it starts in november okay Woo, my hangover is real. Seriously, I am so tired. Uh, I think we ended, we wrapped at 11.30 p.m. and went long, as it does these things. Um, most of the people got to leave around 9 o'clock or 9.30. Gosh, I'm burping like I've been up all night drinking. What's the problem? I am drinking coffee, oatmeal, latte, tea. Uh, so I am just feeling it's it's a good it's a good feeling like we accomplished a lot we we cranked through a lot we had a really good group of people a lot of new people come out to help too and that's why i thought this would be a great topic because i just wrote a blog about this two weeks ago if you don't know brave maker has a blog where myself and a few others mainly jessica cohen who is a actor herself a teen actor and a filmmaker uh we just you know, write some thoughts that are hopefully inspiring with some specific topics around acting or filmmaking, directing, screenwriting, that kind of thing. But I've been thinking a lot about team. I'm thinking a lot about how teams are formed and how Breakmaker really does a lot of volunteer stuff. We're a very small nonprofit, but we've been able to luckily to be able to get some gigs where we can hire people and pay people and when i do though get those gigs i you know i want to give those gigs to people who are kind and and good humans so obviously i want to give this to people who are um talented like this conversation i'm gonna share with you today the four things it it it, it, it requires you having a level of talent and i'll, I'll say that you know, there are people who can hide talent with hustle, and sometimes that's okay. Sometimes, you know, hustle beats talent when talent doesn't hustle. So this conversation doesn't mean you don't have to be good at your craft or you don't have to know how to edit or know how to act or all those kind of things. That is probably the first thing that we need people to do is get good at your craft. Okay, I'll say that again. Get good at your craft. And that means you need to practice, you need to work at it, you need to try hard, okay? You need to study, you need to read, and you need to get out there and make stuff happen, all right? So if you're doing that, acting, editing, composing, sound designing, DPing, whatever it is, then here's four things I want to encourage you to consider. 
Okay. And by the way, I'll put this link out there. If you want to chat, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel or on our Facebook or wherever it's on our blog, bravemaker.com. But the first one that okay, if you're a talented person, this is what I look for. I want to see that you're an emotionally healthy adult. Okay. I want to see you're an emotionally healthy person. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means, are you honest? Are you able to handle conflict? You know, when I dream about doing this work, it is really important for me to have people who are just as uh, excited. And I mean, it's just not so weird to say like warm and encouraging about the work that we're doing. Cause I've worked with people who I sometimes have to like remind them, Hey, you want to do this, right? Because you've been dreaming about this since you were a kid or because it's fulfilling an inner, you know, desire or passion of yours. It's tough. It's tough enough as it is. But if you've got somebody who's just toxic or negative all the time, or is, you know, backbiting and gossiping, and I have people like that in our community at times, and I go, that brings down the whole vision and the whole mission. And you just can't get anything done if you have people who are constantly working against those forces, those creative forces, it's like the Murphy's law. Things are going to break. Things are going to go wrong. Uh, you know, cameras are going to, batteries are going to die. That's hard enough. But if you have people who are like that, it's like, nope, I'm out. You're out. So my desire is to create spaces where I know people will show up. They'll work hard if they mess up they'll own it. I want to, I want to own it too. You know, I'm going to um, put out a survey to our actors and just say, Hey, what'd you like? What went well? You know, have you heard of this thing called stop, start, continue? Oh, what could I do better? I am looking to model this in my own life. Uh, you know, last week I was talking on the podcast with Leah Knauer, comedian. If you didn't listen to episode 210, check it out. And I was saying how I have this phrase, it's not original to me, somebody else passed it on, that I want to be open to hear feedback, even if you knew I would get defensive, bring that to my attention, because it could only make me a better person, and it only make everybody else around us better if we're bringing up the things that make set life challenging. So number one, for the of the four qualities outside of being talented that I'm looking for that I hope you will also be is be an emotionally healthy individual, be someone who can be trusted. I mean, that's another thing. If you find yourself working with people who you constantly are questioning their integrity, you're wondering, did they steal from me? Um, are they out to erode the reputation I have by calling me into question constantly. I've had you, you sometimes will get somebody on set, especially if you're a person in authority that other people might have a hard time with your leadership. They might constantly be questioning. Then you might have to say to that person, it seems like our emotional ability to talk things out or to communicate or to resolve is not working. Would you agree with that? Are you able to, hopefully I'm humble enough to hear if I need to change, but are you able to also humbly go with me in my leadership? And that's something that I've had to, yeah, I've had to just 
tackle and it's not always easy. And if I go to a team and I'm having a hard time with the person in authority, or maybe I, I doubt them, maybe I don't think they're being honest. They're not making good decisions on behalf of the cast and crew or they're, I don't know, maybe they're hoarding, you know, whether it's finances or food or whatever. I don't know. You can kind of get a sense of that. So I'm trying to check myself too. If I can't be emotionally healthy and available to the crews or cast that I'm on, that's not good for me or them. So I want to get out of there quick. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, I think this is a really huge thing just in general in life, not even just about being a actor or a filmmaker, but in life is being a good communi communicator, a person who responds quickly, who just responds at all. Sometimes like this is like a rarity for <clears throat> for us sometimes in our culture because we're really good at ghosting or avoiding. And I'll tell you, the people who actively respond to emails or to texts, it's not like I'm expecting someone to you know, acknowledge a text within five minutes or, or even an hour or two. Sometimes that's necessary uh, if we're in a pre-production setting or we're even in a production setting, right? If I'm on set with you and I don't hear back from you for four hours and I know you're on set somewhere, you know, talk to me in person, get on a walkie, whatever. But I'm just talking about in general, if you want to be in this industry and someone who's hireable, I think it's really a, a value to be someone who checks email, again, be healthy about it, who checks and responds to texts and also is honest about your capabilities and your um, deliverables, right? So being a responsive communicator means if you are someone like an editor uh, or like myself, I do a lot of producing and supervising of projects. If I have a client who expects me to deliver something to them by a particular date, I need to really show up on that date with that piece of content for them. I need to make sure that that's in their inbox when I said it was going to. And so I'll tell you one thing that is a really quick turnoff is that somebody who over promises, oh yeah, I'll get that to you in a week. And then it's like a month and I'm emailing them back saying, hey, didn't you say you're going to get that to me a month ago? I haven't seen it. And that's really hard. And then that trust begins to deteriorate. So someone who's not a good communicator can often lose jobs. And I had this happen uh, with my acting stuff at times. I have an agent, I do self submissions for projects for print stuff, commercials, indie films. <clears throat> and I have to be regularly checking my email because things come in. And sometimes I only have 24 hours to respond back. It's like, oh, they need a self tape right away. Or they need a a selfie to see how long my hair is or they want to see you know my most recent headshot or whatever that stuff is completely dependent upon you being a, a good communicator same thing with gigs i will occasionally have a, a gig come through and i need to hire a sound recorder a stat and so i've got you know a list of a few and i got my goat first second third fourth whatever and i just respond to them and say hey you know can i let could you let me know by five o'clock today? If I don't hear from you, then I'm going to move on to somebody else. Those are really important characteristics of a great collaborator. Again, being super, super talented is the, is the first and foremost foundation. Then let's see you be a good human, a warm, friendly, emotionally healthy person. And then two, 
be a good communicator. The greatest collaborators are the ones who do what they say they're going to do. It's a huge red flag if people do not follow up. That's uh, that's what I think. Okay, so number three is the the, the thing about being a, a good collaborator is a person who does two folds. This is maybe like a three A and a three B, and it's asking good questions. And this is what I mean. Okay, so. If you're a good collaborator, uh, and I'm, I don't want a yes person or a yes man, sometimes I do need people just to go and get the craft services or just move that C stand uh, to the other side of the room. But sometimes it's important to have you as a collaborator ask questions, ask really good questions. Like right now, I'm working on a short film called Creature Comforter, and I have Jessica who's producing and Natalie who's production designing. And they'll both be asking questions like for, cl for clarification. Um, who are all the casts? Okay, let's make sure everybody knows who's, who's in this film. Um, what days are prep going to be happening for the set? Who's owning the props? Like those are really good questions. So we're all, we all can get on the same page and there's not assumptions made, right? We've heard that, that phrase before about, you know, what assumptions are making ass out of you and me, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then you know, there's, there could be a negative side to questions too. I'll, I'll point this out. I think sometimes, and I've done this before, I've been guilty of this too. I, I kind of think I can shame somebody uh, or call them out, like this is passive aggressive maybe, by asking them a question to kind of undermine their authority. Sometimes people will ask questions because they doubt your ability to get it done. So if I ask a question about, is this really the best use of our time or is this really the best location we could get you can even hear in the phrasing of the question i don't believe this is the best location i believe there's a better location but i'm asking the question because i want you to feel some sort of shame and i would always like to turn that around and go well if you have a particular feeling about something just share it be forthcoming about it that's the good communicating part and number two is that we're sharing but sometimes we're not good at that we just don't know how to take a risk uh, to say something might not um, work and I think that's where when you have trust on a team you can say hey I think this might not be the best location and let me tell you what is right so if we ask good questions you could you could say something like oh I wonder if we could get the house across the street or i wonder if i could ask my my friend if we could use her gym because i know she has a gym and it's closed on sundays you know things like that so asking good questions but not with the intent to make someone look stupid or to call them out but to help benefit the project okay that's what i think makes a, a good cover one of my favorite shows is what we do in the shadows and there's this vampire he is a energy vampire he's called his name is colin robinson if you know the show you know uh colin robinson will sometimes ask questions to suck the energy from his victims and it's quite funny and it's quite real because we all know people unfortunately who just are a time suck who don't know how to use their time wisely and maybe they ask questions they could find out the answers for themselves you know that's another thing so asking good questions doesn't mean you're asking the director 
where the bathroom is or where, where garbage bags are. If you're a production assistant, you should find a way to answer some of those questions yourself. Uh, so the second part of number three is I also want someone or I try to be someone who not only asks questions, but then listens and understands and tries to make sense of those answers and those responses. And here's what I mean, because sometimes we can ask a lot of questions, but we don't always listen. We're not always hearing, if you know what I mean. So when you're a really good collaborative partner, you want to really understand what your creative partner is needing from you or is asking from you or is suggesting that you can execute on that idea to bring it to life successfully. And I think where some of us maybe, uh, let's see, where some of us maybe get, get missed this, this, this is where we can become very self-focused. And I went to a mixer, the Bay Area Film Mixer on Monday, Tuesday nights, something like that. And a lot of our Brave Maker team members and Brave Maker Academy members who are some who are emerging talent, maybe they've only had one or two uh, roles or they're new to the film industry in general. And it was really fun because some of us kind of huddled up before the film mixer and we were talking about how do you go in to a networking event and make good connections? What does that look like? And I was bringing up this idea of a great way to go in is ask good questions, get to know people, ask them what they do, what they love, what kind of stories they're interested to tell. What are their dreams? What are their goals? What are they, what are they working on now that they might need help in some way and then see if there's a way you can offer that help. Well, as you do that, then you seek to listen, right? But I said, one of the interesting things about these networking events is you can tell pretty quickly when someone doesn't reciprocate, which is a clue to their immaturity or their lack of uh, emotional growth and our, you know, emotional quotient. So we were saying that you can tell within a few minutes, if somebody's in a conversation in a networking event and they're constantly talking about themselves and they're not asking questions of you, they're not seeking to get to understand you or know you a little bit better. That's one of those red flags where you go, this person might not be a great collaborator. They don't know how to listen, you know? And I know some of you might be hearing this in the car or you're on a run or whatever. You might be thinking, well, those networking events are challenging because we're constantly trying to sell ourselves, which is true. Those networking events can be challenging because we were trying to say, and you know, gosh, I have a really great story to share. Let me get that to that in a second. Something that happened at the Bay Area Film Mixer. So thanks to Dave Mutre and, and Marcus Sams for hosting that. But you we need, I need to trust in those situations. Sometimes you only have five minutes. There was this old commercial that said, you never get a first chance. You never know. So you never get a second chance to make a first impression. So your first impression doesn't have to be a monologue or a keynote presentation where you're, you know, sh pulling up your Instagram and showing all your trailers from your short films. It's just a touch point. Uh, like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is who I am. Tell me about you. And then maybe as you're getting to know somebody else, you might find a way to go, oh, cool. That leads me to want to talk to you about this other project I'm doing. And maybe we can collab. And that did happen a couple different times at the film mixer on Tuesday is that I actually on Tuesday was going into San Francisco, needing to find a sound recorder on Tuesday night for our Wednesday night short film because the sound recorder I had got COVID. So I was just like, okay, praying, hoping, seeking that I can make this connection. And I met this beautiful person 
named Mundo who came and recorded the sound on our short film. And it was a really cool collaboration. So Mundo, I'm so glad I met you. And that was because he approached me and said, this is what I can do. I heard you say, you're looking for this. Here I am. I'm the answer to that. It was just so awesome. So number three, A and B is let's be good people who ask good questions. Um, with an intent to know and to execute well on those ideas without passive aggression. And let's be people who understand well and listen well. Okay. Number four, the number four thing I seek to do and to be as a creative collaborator is just someone who gets stuff done. Uh, again, we need to be talented people, but we also need to be people who know how to accomplish and finish. And this is really important, that word finish, that word complete. Sometimes as artists and as creative people, uh, we have lots of projects going on. I have a lot of projects. I have, I mean, I can count like five different projects in all different sorts of development, pre-production, post-production right now, meaning there's scripts that I'm working on, meaning there's um, films that are being edited right now, meaning there's um, fundraising and development happening on things, okay? But that's a lot of stuff. Am I going to complete those things? You bet your, yeah, bet your bottom dollar I'm going to because that is what I prioritize and what I think being a good creative collaborator does. So the, the unfortunate part of our creative life is it's so messy and there's so many things that are constantly coming against us and forces, as I said earlier. You know, people drop out of projects, people, um, you know, sometimes I've had people, editors who get bigger, better jobs and good on them and they can't keep editing. So I got to find someone else. And that kind of sets me back a month or two, but I have, and this hasn't happened in a while. I have had people who just, you know, flake and they just ghost and they, and they're not willing to finish a project. And that's like, wow, that's like unacceptable. You know, that is something I think that is just a, a common trait sometimes, uh, not in even in creative people, but just in humanity. You know, we're not good at commitment. We're commitment phobic at times. And I, I had that, you know, in my my relationship when I was dating with my wife, I've uh, had that. Maybe there's it's like fear, maybe even fear success at times. So we don't finish things. I don't know who really fears success. I heard someone says that said that recently, and I just said it and I'm listening to myself going, do I fear success? No, I want it. I want success. But there's sometimes I think this, um, this wall that I build up and you know, maybe it's writer's block. I don't know what it is. So identify what it is in yourself. If there is something, if there's anything that prevents you from making stuff happen, what is that stuff for you? Are you talking a lot about making a feature film? Are you talking a lot about writing your memoir? Are you talking a lot about even just going on a, a trip or saving money for a car? It doesn't have to be creative things. This is an attribute of our character as a person. Do we get things done? So on my blog, I encourage you to read it. Uh, it's on the bravemaker.com page uh, under media. I talk about an experience that I had working 
on a short film in Los Angeles with a bunch of great collaborators, new friends of mine on a film called Sweet Santa Barbara Brown. And I got to be a producer and I got to be an actor. You might've seen, if you follow me on social media, I had a uh, baby face for uh, a week because I had to shave to play this cop in the 1980s with a big old mustache. Uh, and it was a blast. It was so, so fun. But what was so cool on this set was how hard these people worked and how they got stuff done. There was no people. I didn't, I didn't see anybody ever kind of laying around waiting to be asked to do their job or having to be reminded to do their job. So like people just got up and did their work because they're professionals. Maybe that's part of the challenge is some of us haven't had those opportunities to be, you know, I, I like this kind of term, like, you know, inspired or, or sharpened or challenged in a way, you know, when you are with people who get stuff done and who are hard workers, it sometimes levels you up to do the same. Well, a lot of these guys I was working with on this short film had all been on the HBO winning time show. Some of you have been listening or following along for a while. So you met Solomon Hughes via our show here, but they had, you know, they had the bar raised in their experience on this television show so that when they were on set on the short film that was in production for two days, it was like, go boom, 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 boom. And it was just so inspiring and refreshing. And everybody worked so hard that it just made everybody else better. So one thing I just, I just took away is, yeah, no matter what, that's who I want to be as a collaborator. I want to be someone who gets stuff done. And, you know, I hope if you're a part of the brave maker community or if you're looking in to see you know we have donors and corporate sponsors i don't and we at brave maker don't just talk about it we do it and that's what sets a great collaborator a great creative person apart from the rest do you get stuff done because i know a lot of people who are really good at talking i'm good at talking look i have a podcast for good sake 211 episodes i talk a lot i also like to see those goals be accomplished because it's satisfying. And I think a lot of us or a lot of times creative people can get easily discouraged because they don't see something completed. So let me just, this is the last thing I want to say about this. There's really no secret, you know, to this uh, industry or to this collaborative, this collaborative part of what I think we need other than just make it happen get it done even if it sucks even if it's bad and maybe again that goes back to those fears that we have can we identify those fears that prevent us and let me tell you i've made some bad stuff i've made some things i'm not always proud of even on our own youtube page there's things i'm like oof i i don't promote some of the things i even had somebody tell me another collaborator that i loved that i love to work with who was like this short film did not hit it did not work. I did not like it. I didn't like being a part of it. They told me this like months after the fact, which was an unfortunate part. They should have told me earlier. We could have made it better during. But again, that is what it is. But there's something to be said about. But you know what? We made a short film. I wrote it. I produced it, directed it, acted, right? I did it. And I learned from it now so that I will be better in the future. Okay? So those are my four qualities of a great collaborator just to review obviously you have to be super talented or growing in your talent or working at your talent or 
putting in the time to be talented. Uh, but I want collaborators who are honest, friendly, emotionally healthy adults. That's number one. I want people who are good and responsive communicators. Respond to your text. Tell me if you can show up or not. Did you get the package I sent you? Do you have the files ready to go? When can I expect it? Let me know. Be truthful about it. Number three, three A, ask good questions. See, ask good questions with a, a pure heart, humbly, not to be passive aggressive and shame people. And then also three B, understand and listen well so you can execute on those ideas. And number four, just get stuff done. Make it happen. Check those boxes. You'll be a much more happy individual if you do all right those are my four things if you have any questions comments i would love to hear them you can find me in all the socials at tony gapastone uh, make sure you follow us at BraveMaker.org so you can get to see all the great things we have coming up like our halloween party on october 28th we have all new acting classes that i told you earlier coming up and a whole slew of new things that we don't even know yet, but there's lots of activity happening. But hey, even though it's just me, uh, I still am going to do uh, one of my favorite things, and that's our Brave Faves. Brave Faves. TV shows, films, books, songs, technology, clothing, podcast, food, and more. These are a few of our favorite people, places, and things. Brave Faves. All right, it is Spooker, Spooker Susan, and I have been watching a scary movie every week, or at least trying to. I watched two this week. I'm only going to do one because I'm going to save the next one for next week. Oh, there's no show next week. Anyway, maybe I'll do two then. Okay, so I watched two films this week. The first one is called Totally Killer, and it is a horror comedy on Amazon Prime. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. It was so fun. Okay, it's like jason blum blumhouse who's you know fantastic it was like uh back to the future meets scream so imagine that idea of a murder mystery with a time travel element 1987 it's so good and it stars kiernan shipka from uh, sabrina the teenage witch so fun i laughed a couple good hearty laughs. I wholeheartedly recommend Totally Killer. Uh, and this is probably um, um, a film for people who like to be scared, but not like super gory scared uh, that you don't want. You want like like medium jumps, but you don't want to be like, you know, peeing the bed. Okay, this is that's something for you. But now somebody who um, wants to pee the bed. I have something for you. This movie, oh my gosh. I was not ready for it. I was watching it and I tried to like eat my lunch while I was watching it. Could not happen. This one is called Talk to Me and it's A24. Uh, if you are in film or like film in any way, you probably have heard the buzz around this. It is um, it is something. It is something. Check it out. I watched it on Amazon. I think I rented it for five bucks or something like that. It did. It scared me. It is uh, about this creepy hand that these kids found that used to be connected to this psychic or medium. And it was like uh, cast. And now it's a portal to of course, what the undead and all these kids are playing instead of doing like a Ouija board or something, they're doing this talk to the hand. Oh my gosh, talk to the hand. Uh, it was freaky, so freaky, freaky good. 
but this is not for people who have a faint uh, heart or a sense of you know fear don't 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 watch it some of you really need to avoid it uh but i liked it all right those are my two brave faves for the week uh so this was fun just having a little monologue i hope i have inspired you i hope you become better at doing whatever it is in this creative world that you're trying to be better at here in episode 211 can't do this without our awesome producer amy cohen thank you amy for producing and live quoting thank you to jessica cohen who is killing it in the intern game with us um, posting she does all of our clips on social media and quotes and now she's working on an editing piece for our friend and partner house therapy tara bremer uh, thank you to barnell amos who edits all the audio and puts it out onto all the apps and to carrie ali who does our social media promotion so please save the date for our brave maker film fest july 14th sorry july 11th through the 14th and if you are a generous person out there a donor I, I'm not going to, I can't beg because it sounds, that's, you know, don't be a beggar, right? We don't need to be struggling artists, but I will just say we, we need support. We are only here. Uh, some, I have three other jobs. Okay. This is something that I would love to be able to do full time, but until we get the full support, uh, I'll keep working the other jobs and doing this as much as I can. I believe in this work. I believe in filmmakers actors and writers and helping them you know achieve their goals and the film festival is a great way for us to do it every year but it's a big budgeted item and we need presenting sponsors and official partners so consider doing that 34 people every month give anywhere from five dollars to now we have a 250 280 dollar donor a, a, a month uh, and you know this platform we use is expensive our insurance our rent all that stuff so uh, we'd love to be able to grow more so we can do more and you can help us do that okay cool thanks so much everybody for being here episode 211 we will not be on the air on the 19th of october we will not do a live show but we'll be back the following week and we have two happening the last week of october right before our brave maker Halloween party, which I hope I'll see you at October 28th. And Keena Ferguson, I think, is going to be coming up here to do an acting workshop if we can get some sign up. So if you want to do an acting workshop with LA actor and director Keena Ferguson, make sure you do that. Okay, well, that's all I have for you all today. Uh, thank you so much for listening, for watching. Please share this with somebody. Please follow us on our YouTube page at Brave Maker Org. Spread the love. The more support, the more things we can do. Okay, really appreciate you, and we'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at BraveMaker.org. Like, subscribe, and share. To become a monthly donor, text the word BraveMaker to 44321 or go to BraveMaker.com slash donate. Thanks for tuning in.